Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Harry Sanby. Uh, Harry, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm a husband, father, and real estate entrepreneur. Um, I have a beautiful wife and two wonderful children. Uh, my elder one, he's going to be five in July, and younger one is really young, <laughs> three months old. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Harry's been busy. <laughs> oh. so born in India. Yeah, I was born in India, and then I uh, degree in uh, chemical engineering, and then I moved to England to do my further education, um, uh, and I graduated from uh, University of Sheffield with my post-graduate and then right after that, I decided to move to Canada. And uh, um, um, yeah, and then I pick, picked up a job as an environmental specialist. Um, uh, and then now I'm doing business development for an environmental firm. So by education, I'm an engineer. And by passion, I'm a on real estate entrepreneur. Uh, in terms of real estate, uh, we bought our first property in the year 2009. We, uh, we moved here in 2008. Yep. And since, since then, I've been involved in different projects such biofix and hold, uh, some rent-to-owns, student rentals, um, the duplex conversions, like Burr, Burr projects. Um, also, I was uh, involved with uh, uh, land severance. There was one project which was completed, uh, land severance. And recently, we acquired a multifamily under our belt as well. So we, for all these projects, we worked as a joint ventures as well. Yeah. Uh, worked with joint ventures on various deals. So I've been on the both sides of the table. You know, um, I, 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 I've been a venturer with other people, and other people has ventured with, with us as well. So I'm very passionate about real estate. You know, that's why I do what I do. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness, there's so much stuff to talk about. <laughs> there's so many different directions we could go with this. Um, I know we were talking beforehand, and we were thinking we would uh, start with talking about some severance and maybe some multifamily. So um, let's let's talk about your severance. How how does that work? And let's go over the procedure to to do a, a land severance. Sure, sure. Uh, well. Uh, that project is very special, you know, where I use three strategies, actually. So in three words is option, severance, and burr. So I've used all three with one project. Um, <laughs> yeah, so 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 the owner, actually, uh, he has a troubled tenant who was not paying um, uh, the, the rent. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, the basement was flooded as well. So the asset was deteriorating. And there was no money coming in and owner was kind of in a distress situation where I, I took over the project. So I uh, offered option to purchase that, that house. So I, um, so that was $1,000 as an option deposit. I offered to the, uh, to the seller and I took control over the property in the month of February um, in that year. Yep. And but I closed on the property in in May under my name. So since since February, you know, I had control over the property. So I um, the thing which I did was um, uh, the waterproof the base basement, and uh, then started working with the tenant. You know, um, so it was like two thousand dollars per month rent, 
Um, so we were behind, like he was behind almost like 10 months oh. and then the wants to move on, you know, so he got his own price. So he was happy with my option and I took over the took control over the property and then started working with the, um, uh, with the tenant. And in the meantime, you know, I realized that we were sitting on a double lot. It was a big lot, you know, uh, so, um, so I, I, I initiated a conversation with the city and uh, through some consultation meeting, you know, I came to know that we can divide that lot. Uh, so there was a huge process, a very long process, as it depends on various different cities, you know, where, um, uh, where your house is situated. Um, is there a way to, like, you know, to know that ahead of time? Or is it just sort of you've, you had that property and looked into what it had for options? Or, like, if, if someone was going to try and find uh, something like this, would there be uh, a way to like trigger it, like a certain zoning or certain anything that would, or just just a large lot? Uh, what 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 things would you look for? I would say the large lot, especially corner lots. You know, I mean, which has a, um, a huge frontage. You know, yeah. uh, so you, you you don't want to end up in you know, some landlocked. You know, a lot. Yes. <laughs> so, so corner lots are are great. You know, um, uh, corner lot. Um, and the bigger ones, you know. So you, you nowadays, I think you can get um, uh, most of the cities. You know, they have a uh, online maps. You know, where you can browse through the maps and you can see, you know, the, where the building is situated. Cool. Um, another question. So you had the you put the option on the property, got it locked up, and then you went and did some waterproofing and got rid of the tenant, fixed some of the problems. Um, whenever you went to close this property in the fall, uh, were you able to? Uh, you know, was the appraisal higher than what your contract option was? Yes, the option was only for thousand dollars. You know, but I transferred the title in May, so I took I took uh, possession of the property in May. Yeah, and then I started working on the severance process. Oh no! Like, you, what I meant was like the in your option contract, you'd have a set price to purchase it at, right? Did right. you did your appraisal come in like at a better rate than that, or did it, was it very similar? Oh, yes, you know, uh, but but during the meantime, you know, I worked on on the house as well, so I converted that into a duplex. Okay. So previously the mortgage, uh, yeah. yeah. So previously the mortgage was on a big lot, and then later on, I ended up with the lot, empty lot, and a lot with a house. So the ported the mortgage from the full lot into the lot where the house was situated. So the lender was involved as well. And it came came back as um, so. I I'll give you the numbers. You know, like I mean, um, uh, the the owner he he purchased it for four fifteen. Oh, yeah. Sorry, four five. I purchased for four thirty. And and the appraisal came back as six forty for the lot where house was situated. Plus, I had a free and clear lot now. That's awesome. So did you keep the lot? What did you decide to do with the lot? Yeah, we, uh, yeah, I'm still holding that lot, you know, and then see, you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. I can build it or I can sell it, you know, who knows, you know, like right now, as of uh, current uh, market, you know, it's still valued at almost like $300,000. For the empty lot. That's awesome. So that's a great way to, to, to make some value out of like out of thin air. 
Oh, so the procedure to do this, I assume you got to talk to the city, uh, a survey. Is there anything more to that? Probably uh, a lawyer or an attorney to register this whole thing. What, what's the procedure to do the, the, the severance? Sure. You know, uh, first of all, you know, like you have to file the application, you know, and then any, any fee which you pay for the severance, even if your application is refused, you're not going to get that back. Okay. Okay. So, so there is a risk associated with that. Um, um, I, I, like I talked to uh, various departments within the cities. And in fact, they gave me a plan that this is how you could do that. And then you have to involve uh, um, uh, the, the engineer, the architectural drawings, you know, uh, the surveyor as well. So you have to uh, um, uh, present a map. But all that money, it goes into the process, as I mentioned, you know, like it, it can lead um, up to almost like over $10,000. But that's a risk, you know, you're taking for that application. In my case, uh, I used my own um, uh, AutoCAD skills to create those drawings. Okay. Okay. So, so that was the uh, uh, saving. Yeah. Uh, but severance was uh, in in terms of the application, it was like almost three thousand dollars. So, filed in the application, then you have to come up with the drawings. I did the drawing by myself. And then later on, you know, your matter goes to the committee of adjustment meetings. Uh, so there is a certain period of time, you know, they gave a notice period to all, uh, to, to everybody around, you know, if, if there is some objection by somebody, you know, and they can, they can raise it with the city. So in my case, um, yes, there was a lot of objections. <laughs> <laughs> and, but they so, still let it go through, obviously, so... Yeah, it still went through, you know, so I'm, I'm glad. So how do, you, how do you deal with those objections? Like, how does, what's the process? Do you have to, you know, listen to them, counter all those arguments? Or what's what's the procedure here? So, uh, so one is just an objection. Second is a deemed, you know, application, you know, uh, for objection. So deemed application is there is a procedure, you know, where they fill out the application form. There is a fee that goes with that. And then, then, then it goes to, uh, another meeting as well, you know. So in my case, that it was not a deemed objection. However, somebody made a phone call to the city saying that we oppose this, and then uh, uh, then the next day, uh, what they have done is they they wrote a letter uh, to the city uh, saying this is all profit driven and not so nice things about other. Uh, there are some some yeah. other things I don't want to mention here. But uh, but they send that application, and this gentleman actually he went to uh, all the neighbors. He got that application, that um, that paper signed by all the neighbors, and gave it to the city. So although I got the approval from the city, yes, the approval is a is a conditional approval. Uh, I got the approval. However, they were not making any decision because they said there is an objection. So, uh, so at that time, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was really frustrated, frustrated in a way that, you know, it was not a deemed objection. So I said, you know, I don't think so. You know, we should be, uh, um, basing everything on somebody who just mentioned something, you know, so there has to be a proper procedures, um, that needs to be followed. So let's decide on a day and a time by that time, if we don't have the deemed objection, then uh, the decision should be made in my favor. So the uh, the, the, the most challenge uh, is is bringing all the different parties within the city onto one table. That's the challenge. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like a lot of... It doesn't sound like an easy procedure, but <clears throat> with all of this real estate, I think every time you're solving problems is where you're going to determine or, or gain the most uh, money out of thin air. It's the, the solving people's problems and solving your own problems is really how you do all this. Another thing is, as I mentioned, you know, you have to involve your lawyer and you have to involve your lender as well. So, so your lender has to agree on that. And the lawyer is because, uh, because the severed piece of land or any lot, you know, that would have a different PIN number. So there is a lawyer involved for the title. Uh, the lender is involved, you know, if the mortgage is involved, then the lender has to approve this one too. Okay. And, and another thing, once your application is approved, then you have an agreement, you have a contract with the city with some conditions associated with that. And there are certain conditions by various different departments because they circulate the application, you know, that what other conditions are associated with that application. And once you have that list, then you have one year to fulfill those, those conditions. And if you are unable to do so, then they merge those together back as well. So all your effort goes waste. <laughs> What kind of conditions could they ask you for? Um, in, in my case, you know, I had a swimming pool on the neighboring lot, you know, the, the same lot. You know? I, I always say neighboring lot yeah, you know, yeah, now. Yeah. So uh, the swimming pool. Uh, like, uh, like an in-ground or an above-ground? Like... There was an in-ground swimming Ooh, pool okay. that I'd, I'd yep. get rid of, you know, and then there are slopes, various different slopes you have to maintain as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then, uh, and uh, oh, another thing is very important that how, where would you position that lot line as well? That's very important as well. Uh, and that comes from, um, as I mentioned, architectural drawing, you know, where it depends on how many openings, it depends on the gross opening area where you can position the lot line. So I actually two approvals in one committee of adjustment meeting. One was to divide that lot. Second is where to position that line based on the gross opening area. Otherwise, for every single approval, you have to wait for um, like two, three months, you know, when there is a next committee of adjustment meeting is there. So all those little details, you know, like, I mean, every, every project is different. One, but when you have a house on one of the lot, you know, it becomes a little challenging as well, you know, um, uh, considering because you, you do want to keep that house if you want to keep that house. But if you want to demolish it, you know, I mean, you want to, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start over. <laughs> two different houses, you know, then, then, then it's a different story. Excellent. Um, is there a specific sort of land size that the city was looking for each lot to be? Like, was there a minimum that you could, you had to be at? Yes. So there are, every city has different requirements as well. You know? Okay. Yeah. So probably different depending on. Yeah. yeah, and also they want to know what can be built on that one. So you have to present a drawing, you know, that what you're going to do with that property as well, with that lot. Okay. <laughs> so you have to create a building envelope on that, you know, which actually matches with the with the neighborhood, you know, because you you cannot have a, a, a lane house where there is no lane house uh, in the neighborhood. Interesting. I never even thought about that part of it. So do you have to actually go buy some blueprints of a house to, to submit to them? Uh, well, uh, based on uh, uh, city um, um, uh, documents, um, there's all uh, setback requirements are there. Yeah. 
So based on the set setback requirements, you know, I created one on uh, uh, in AutoCAD and I presented to them. <laughs> so it worked. Yeah. So how did you learn this? Did you, it was just as you came or did you have to do some training or something? How did you know how to do all this stuff? There is no training <laughs> as I go, uh, as I went along the process, you know, uh, meeting with different people, you know, I came to know about um, all that stuff. Gotcha. No, it's, yeah. it's like ask and you shall receive, you know, it's like talking to a lot of people and because not, a, not many people have experience in this one too. You know, usually they're either, there are big, big builders um, who, who are doing this or, uh, like common people, I, I don't think so. They want to get involved in that. But uh, but, but I but I did it, you know. I mean, uh, so if somebody has question, you know, feel free to reach out. You know, uh, oh, I'm that more than sounds happy great. It looks like there's lots of opportunity mm -hmm. too. Like you could probably like just go search the MLS even and look for corner lots with those big backyards. I've seen them before, and I've 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 thought about it myself, and I went, I wonder if I could cut that into another lot and, and and then i'm like but i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> but yeah like, i think there's a lot of opportunities out there there's lots of corner lots there's lots of corners <laughs> uh, nowadays i think city offers a consultation for a fee you know so so you end up spending maybe like thousand dollars you know for initial consultation but it's just thousand dollar risk you know at that time you know you know whether your project has a chance to go forward or not if you intention is severance that yeah, that makes a that makes a lot of sense to do. It's like I say that a lot of times with a lot of things. I hear about people with they've made really bad decisions, and you just go, "Well, how, what did the appraiser say?" Well, I didn't want to pay for the appraisal. I didn't want to do pay for that. I didn't want to pay for that consultation. I'm like, sometimes it might save you a lot of money, and sometimes that small fee off the start is might save you the the ten grand you just wasted, and they didn't get it approved, right? Cool. Um. Well, that was a lot of great information, Harry. Um, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do so? Well, you can contact me, phone me, email me, you know, or um, or you can browse through my website as well. So um, my you can reach me at 519-722-8519. And my email, it's uh, Harry Samby. My first name, last name, one word at gmail.com. Or you can go to harrysamby.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show. That was great. Thank you for having me.